1: Pod Pod Diva. It's Lesbian Visibility Week, and to celebrate that, Pod Diva is spotlighting lesbians and queer women from all over the world. Every month, I ask a listener from beyond our UK borders to record a few stories about their life. If I'm lucky, they send me a few bits and bobs of audio they record on location too. Along with some other found sounds, I then make a short feature called Beyond Borders. I'm Rachel Shelley. You might know me as Helena Peabody in the L Word. But I'm also the editor and producer of Pod Diva. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. Today, Anna in Poland. Pod Pod Diva.
2: No matter how much you try to help and do something, it still feels insufficient, makes you feel really powerless and overwhelmed in the face of this tragedy. My name is Anna Jabagina and I live and work in Warsaw. Mieszkam and pracuje I am 32 years old. I am a first generation Pole coming from a Russian immigrant family that moved to Poland in the mid 80s. I first came to Warsaw in 2010 when I was accepted to the University of Warsaw. Twelve years later I'm still here. I finished my bachelor's, master's and PhD degrees at the Department of Polish Studies. I am currently working there as an assistant professor of literary history and I live with my wife Iza and our two adopted dogs, Bożenka and Sasanka. I am a literary historian. Since I started my academic career my research was focused on women's writings from the second half of the 19th and the beginning of the 20th centuries. I think I've always been fascinated with women's writings especially since we didn't have a lot of feminist perspectives during our school education but it really flourished when I first met my then bachelors advisor professor lena manion her passion knowledge and dedication were truly in- infectious it allowed me to become the scholar i am now currently i'm working on a project entitled sufic modernism in women's writings from the areas of russian empire it is dedicated to uncovering the history of queer women's writings from areas that have never been researched from this perspective before Safic modernism refers to the creative search for a new language that will allow literary expression of non-heteronormative experiences and identities. My research includes such writers from Polish, Russian and Ukrainian literary histories as Narcyzasz Zmichowska, Lydia Zinovieva, anibal Aniela Gruszecka and others. Working on this project and working on women's writings in general, in a way, is a path to discovering my own history. The way to give back the righteous place in history to these uh, brilliant and very often marginalized women creators. Since being able to teach and connect with students and mainly discussing forgotten women's voices from the past is probably one of the most rewarding aspects of my work. Right now the situation in Warsaw is becoming more and more intense. Uh, since the beginning of Russia's invasion on Ukraine, more than 2 million people have been forced to escape. In Warsaw alone uh, yesterday, we had more than 200,000 Ukrainian refugees that arrived here in the last two weeks alone. Uh, Some were lucky enough to find accommodation in flats and houses of people who just volunteered to share their homes with strangers in need. But thousands of them are still staying in temporary shelters, arranged in large public spaces like the Torvar sports hall, for example. Many people are trapped in railway stations. They've managed to get to Warsaw, but they have nowhere to go from here. And it is uh, really heartbreaking to witness that. But at the same time, thousands of Polish citizens just rushed for help from the beginning of the war. A couple of days after the first bombing over Ukraine, I was able to drive to the border hoping to help people that fled their country on foot to get to Warsaw or other larger cities in Poland. We didn't really know what we were doing, but I just felt that I had to be on the move, otherwise I'd break down. After almost seven hours on the road, we arrived at Budomierz, uh, one of the border crossings between Poland and Ukraine. We packed my car with food, blankets, water. My mother gave us some teddy bears. She sued herself for kids that we could meet there. At the refugee reception point, we've met a group of five, two mothers and their children. I speak Russian, so we were able to communicate. They needed transport to Krakow. decided to drive them there. On the road, they shared the stories from their escape, talked uh, about bombings in their cities. It was really baffling to realize that the way they were speaking about it sounded just like any other ordinary story from our daily lives. Since then, I have been trying to help locally in Warsaw. Yesterday, for example, I bought the most necessary things for the newly opened shelter, including... Flip-flops, diapers, formula, some toys and laundry dryers. All of this thanks to the donations of my friends and their friends. The most challenging thing about it, no matter how much you try to help and do something, it still feels insufficient. makes you feel really powerless and overwhelmed in the face of this tragedy. I think we all just try to take uh, one day at a time here. Sadly, I feel that I have much more fears than hopes regarding the future right now. The last few years have been really difficult for many reasons. In Poland, we witnessed the horrendous rise of homophobia since 2018. Most of it was fueled by the government and the ruling party. We didn't really have a lot of rights here before, But still, now it's even worse, since one-third of the country was declared an LGBT-free zone by the local authorities, attending pride parades in cities posed a direct threat to people's lives and health. In 2019, Poland was ranked the most homophobic country of the European Union. And then the pandemic hit and now we are facing a humanitarian and economic crisis as millions of people were forced to run for their lives from the war that is taking place just behind our border. So frankly, at this moment, only hopes I have are small and modest. Unfortunately, uh, growing up in a small town in Poland meant that I didn't really have any friendly spaces that could help me as a lesbian teen to embrace my identity. For most of my teen years, I was frightened and trying to fight the feeling that I was in some way different from my peers. Things really changed during the last year of high school. Uh, one of my friends came out to me as a bisexual woman and then lent me a pirate copy of all seasons of the L World. I can't even begin to describe what a breakthrough it was for me to watch the show. I think that it is shared experience for thousands of queer uh, millennial girls, seeing for the first time that somewhere in the world it is really possible to be queer, live your life, have a community, have work and family. It really opened my eyes to the idea that living outside the heterosexual matrix is really possible. A year later I moved to Warsaw, as the capital city had much more to offer to queer people in general. I started going to girls-only dance parties with my friends, cut my hair shorter. Although I was terribly shy and hilariously unable to flirt, I still managed to meet uh, Isa at one of these parties. And last September we got married in Copenhagen. With my wife, we are planning to move to Berlin, so I am hopeful that it would be possible and that it would provide a safer place for our family to live.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening to Pod Diva, Queers for Your Ears, in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva, Queers for Your Ears. Pod Diva.